seeing them more and more and I, I really like the single cut and some I like better than others because there's a lot of different models out there I just I really like it it's it's very different I don't know what's your take on the single cut well vibe? it feels it feels different you know big it, time it, yeah because <laughs> your thumb doesn't stay quite on the neck actually it's more comfortable if it does when you yeah. move up but you've got this body piece now in the way mm -hmm. Um, so that is just a psychological thing. Yeah. Like you say, at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm not so sure, but the more I play it, you know, it's just not really, I can get all the way up there. Is it, is it weird for you visually looking here and being used and, and just being used to seeing this and not seeing it? I'm just wondering for me, it was pretty, I mean, it's, you know, you've got all the dots. Yeah. And they're really easy to yep. read there. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's sort of a mental thing. We've played mm -hmm. double horn basses our whole lives. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, that's what's familiar. But uh, it takes about two seconds. <laughs> takes about two <laughs> to seconds. To go, oh, this is different. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. besides if it sounds good, and it does, uh, who cares? Yeah. And this is Handmade, Ray Roger, uh, out of, uh, he's back east. I think he's in New York. I think he's in New York. Yeah, New York. Um, build, hand builds them. Uh, you know, there's basically rough cutting and then everything is hand, handmade. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the options are pretty much endless. You know, yeah. you can go ash, alder body, mahogany body. You can have a rosewood fretboard an ebony fretboard, maple fretboard, uh, basically whatever you want to. Um, so this particular one has an ash body. It's a two piece ash body, um, that just has just some ridiculously beautiful, figuring I think um it also you know the other the other thing too so for a regular single cut or sorry for a double cut base you would have this this you would have four bolts you wouldn't have this top body part right yeah so you yeah it's just it's a different thing 
the way that he makes it, he, you know, it's connected <laughs> from the 12th fret, mm -hmm. kind of on. Well, the, the deck, philosophy, so, yeah, philosophy yeah. I've always heard with these things is something about increasing resonance between the neck and the body, sort of, you know, not mm -hmm. quite a neck-through concept, but so when you get the neck bolted on, so Way up there. here, mm -hmm. it, it just makes the thing more one one piece, but it's still a bolt-on. So yeah. you get all that really nice expressiveness that, punchiness, yeah. that you lose uh, a lot of times with uh, neck-through instruments. Yeah, that's true. The other thing, too, is on the back where you see the body cutaway, it, it, it kind of has, it's kind of the neck, then you have the body, and then you have the rest of the body, so there's like another little, I don't even know how to explain it, there's, it would just be cut out again here, so that your finger, yeah. you know, is it, a little more comfortable, so, If yeah, you want to slide up there. If you want to slide up there, but yeah. But we both, our hands are fairly big, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not every bass player are, but it was just as comfortable to keep my thumb here and... And, and reach, play up high. You know, reach all the way up. Yeah. That's kind of how I... <laughs> how I naturally play anyway, so... But you could easily shift into that position yeah. if you want to... Keep a yeah, stand more standard uh, grip. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's it's very cool, man. It's an eye-catching bass for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a quilted maple or a bird's eye maple or a flame maple, but this ash is just I I think it's I think it looks rad. It's stunning. Yeah. With the maple board. With the maple you know, board. <laughs> it's, it's just a beautiful bass. And he doesn't. So so I guess what a lot of guys do too, they will fill in. The ash, like there's, I mean, you can feel it's. This is porous. I mean, this has dips, and it feels like a, I don't know, like a an unfinished piece of wood, even though it's finished. I mean, it has finish on it, but he doesn't fill in any of the, of the pores. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fill it in, and it's almost like this, uh, I don't know, kind of a a matte feel to it, kind of. Yeah, he you obviously know. does a really nice sanding job. Yeah, though. I mean the neck. Yeah. And the and the body have a very satin finish. Yeah, like a satin finish. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Satin finish, but the body is not filled, right. so you can still feel the grain. The grain, you can feel those grain. It's it's just rad. And it's a two piece, two pieces of ash. Uh -huh. Northern ash is what he uses. That's what he likes. He uses northern ash, as opposed to swamp ash. He thinks that northern ash he likes the sound of it better. Huh. Probably likes to work with it better. So he has his own reasons for that. Right. Northern Ash. Right. Um, all pickups in the 60 spacing, 19 mil, full 19 mil spacing on the, the string spacing, hip shot hardware. Uh, yeah, maple fretboard with some bird's eye, so it does have some bird's eye. Mahogany inlays, maple neck, brass nut, uh, and, uh, and hip shot hardware. Yeah. And it looks, uh, it, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. Yeah, play. So what? You're. It's set up real nice. It's yeah. set up real nice. I mean, all the way up, the action is, yeah. is nice and low. Plays really effortlessly, and it just feels great. And this has DR lowrider, nickel lowriders, nickel lowriders. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. Well, and I've been gigging it. You know, when I get a bass in, I like to take it out and play it and put it through some paces, and it's it's really good man for me it has this roundness to it this big round tone as opposed to because we've played some five strings that are very a little bit more mid-rangey and pokey like yeah. this has a very very kind of a round tone to it so 
Uh, it's great. Does it cut? Does it cuts. Mix? Oh yeah, it cuts big time. I mean, it's it cuts in a fatness as opposed to a uh, a mid poke. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's great. I mean, that low. I, I played it all weekend, and I mean, I literally, I played you know D flat and D. I mean, I was down to the bottom, and it just sounded. Well, it just sounded big. That's it's big sounding. Yeah. Yeah. But there's you know if it's nice and round, it's yes. still not. I mean, there's still plenty of brightness. Well, that's the, the thing. There's brightness and there's attack to it. That top end attack too. So it it definitely reminds me kind of a little bit of like. Like that Marcus Millery tone. Yeah. It's that roundness where it has great bottom and great top end, um, and it's not it's not a it's not a mid focused instrument. Yeah. It's just a big footprint, you know, round, and it worked great. I don't know. Um, it's not missing. No. There's still some mid range in there. Yeah. There's a, and and again, it's just I mean we're. <laughs> nitpicking the crap out of this tone to try to try to convey the idea, but it, it's not missing. It just has a, a rounder quality to it than, let's say, you know, than something else. It just has a round quality to it. It's good. It's big. It's beefy. It's meaty. It cuts through. Um, but again, it has that. It has that high end kind of slappy thing that you like. It's a. It's it's a really. Kind of a pretty sounding bass, a yeah. pretty sounding instrument by itself. In a very big, beefy, so manly sort of way. In a big, beefy, manly kind of way, yeah. And I mean, but it but it has that, but it has warmth. It's not bright and sterile. It definitely has. It doesn't have that, you know, that sterile quality right to it. it it's it's warm, has that brass nut, which sometimes you would think that it has that, but no, it's it's warm, man. It sounds good, and it has big frets. This has. This, the frets on this are kind of the jumbo frets, so it's um it's a stout feeling bass. That to me, it's like it just feels very uh, feels kind of stout. <laughs> it's I, I don't know, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it looks like um, flats on that. Huh? Yeah, I, I think he does flats on on it. So you can see the grain kind of going that way, right? Yeah, flats on neck um, with maybe a little bit of figuring. You can kind of see. I mean, it's. Sort of yeah. interesting. We've talked about that, and you know, the Olintos, uh, Bells use these as yeah. well. And there's something people prefer. Mm -hmm. What were you saying? It's a little warmer sound. That's what uh, Eric Coco from Labello. When I was talking to him, we were talking about the Olintos. He said, and I think it's even on on the internet. If you want to look online, where Masino prefers using flats on as opposed to quarter son because he feels that that's, well, that's what they used to do back in the day. Yeah. A lot of the times, like the vintage stuff, and he just likes the sound better. Yeah. If you're going to get that sound. If you want to get that sound, that may be it. Quarter son may be, you know, a little bit t stronger or whatever, a little bit more stable, but in the big picture, it's, it, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know, oranges and oranges. It's just, it's still even, you know, flats on is still stable, still adjustable. Right. You're, you're still apt to, you know, you have a quarter sawn neck, it could go bad. If you have a flat sawn neck, it could go bad. It right. just it's wood, so it could happen. But um, he, yeah. they just prefer flat sawn. He prefers flat sawn. Back to the nitpicking. Back know, to the nitpicking. Yeah, the fine points. It, but, uh, exactly. Sorry, this neck is so straight, and the it's, action is just yeah. nice and low. And I know it, it's really nice. dude. That neck is it's just great. And and speaking of so quarter sawn, like Pat Wilkins, Wilkins bases uses quarter sawn. And my PJ5 of his, I use that one for recording all the time. That neck is killer. The tone is so killer, warm, 
you know, it's, again, nitpicking. You know, every builder has their preference, their way of doing stuff. So I don't think there's one that's right or wrong. It's just what what's the end result? Is it is it a good sounding bass? Is it a good sounding, you know, good playing bass? Do you like it? And I think that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the end result is it is it good or is it bad? So, yeah. I like it. I, yeah, it, it's good, man. Um, He does the inset Jim Dunlop strap so you have to have a strap that you know clips in but you probably it's great. put a button on if that's what you prefer yeah because he's, he's a custom builder exactly right? yeah he would do whatever you want to so um, that's a nice option it's a nice option man i've been using it um two band null preamp n-o-l-l so you have for this one so you have master volume master volume push pull active passive um pickup panning so you know neck pickup bridge pickup Treble boost and cut and bass boost and cut with all with center, center uh, little detons. Little, yeah. yeah. So, good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. So to me, it has that. Yeah, a lot of options. And the body seems like maybe it's a little bit, a little thin, thinner than a standard jazz. No, because it's kind of, it's the way it's contoured right here. Yeah, and you were saying, I mean, this, the, I mean, it's, I played it all weekend. And it's just been really, really It is really nice and comfortable on that yeah. right arm. You don't end up with that crease uh, in your arm from... Yeah, yeah exactly, it yeah. It's very natural. And then passive. Playing through the dark glass microtubes 500 and the form factor 112 well, cap. Everything's so. straight up. Everything's flat. That's a nice sounding amp though, just flat. Yeah, yeah it's just. Uh, I, I mean, it's just pleasant. It's yeah, a pleasant sounding instrument. Yeah. So if I boost the bass and the treble. Yeah. kind of territory you know but then I can go to the bridge pickup boost the mid and get a little bit of that, that... 
really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here, play it some more. Play it some more, man. Nice big side dots. Yeah, know, the side dots are nice. To, sometimes, you yeah. know, on a dark stage, it's nice to have a side dot you can really see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, if you play a lot, you don't look all that much, let's face it, but. But it's still. It's those moments when yeah. you need to look like, just for reassurance. Yeah. Nice to see them. So, with, so it being ash, maple, maple, tone-wise, what do you, what do you hear? Like, what do you. Like, back in the day, we used to associate all ash with maple as being super bright and I don't know I don't hear that with this it's not over bright and that's that's what I was gonna say flat. exactly that it doesn't seem so, to have an an edgy unpleasant brightness to it that no. you you know you wish wasn't there it's mm -hmm. um yeah it's a really it's it's actually a really full sound yeah I would not uh, probably from my because of our experience in, in history you know I would tend to think that this would be too bright I probably me too order this bass I know with a with an ash body and a yeah. fretboard but it's uh, this is a great sounding bass I mean it really yeah, this is really a great sounding yeah. bass and live it's good to I mean it really you know it, yeah it's good man the you know EQ is good on it the null preamp I, I had never it's been a while I hadn't messed with a two-band dole in a while, and, and I like it. I mean, that's the bass beat. That's cut. That's boosted. That's boosted all the way. Not overly crazy, right? Yeah, I probably would never boost it all the way. And then here's treble. So you start getting a little zingy. I mean, a little zingy, but it's not. I mean, obviously, I think if you slapped it, it would be a little. But here's bass and treble. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we covered the territory. Yeah. I, I like the way it feels. I like the porous. I like the, I like that I can feel the grain. It's kind of cool. I can't think of anything I don't, <laughs> I don't no. like about this bass. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All we right. got too many good basses in here, Steve. I know, man. I know. This that's, one's a winner, though. That's this a winner. It's definitely sure. a winner. Yeah. It, it's one of those. It's one of those winners, like we said. I may be beating a dead horse, but it does not look like it sounds. It looks like it's going to be very, very bright. Yeah. This kind of over the top, and it's not. It's very... Um, I'm it, so blown it, away by yeah. the low B. It's a good low B, man. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a great low B. Yeah. And it works great live. Uh, I played it through my amp a couple of times, and then through in-ears a couple of times. Yeah. It's fine all. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we have another winner for the Roger five-string single-cut J bass. Yeah. Season two. Season two. There you go. I, Roger single cut. Five closer. Season two closer. This might be the season two closer. Let's make this the season two closer, which will be uh, yeah. I don't know when. A few weeks from now. <laughs> but when you're you'll know it when you're when you're watching it. So how's that for being prepared? Yeah, yeah. So all right, guys. Thanks for watching. Play us out there, Doug, on the oh, Roger no, single see. cut five.